OMG. Hey guys, it's your girl Mara Mara, and we are back for another episode of Looking in the Mirror. I hope you guys have been having an amazing week this far and that everything has been just overflowing to you with good prosperity and positive energy and all of that over to you. Y'all, I am in such a good mood, as you can tell. I am super, super excited about this guest that I have joining me today, and I hope that you guys get excited just as well, because today we are going to be going in on something real deep. So ladies, come on, come on in, get your wine, get your water, whatever it is that you're drinking, and join us in this conversation. And men, you join as well, because I definitely know that some of you going to have something to say. But without further delay, let me go ahead and bring my special guest on, Miss Nina. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm doing absolutely amazing. Awesome. <laughs> how you so feeling? How you feeling? I know you said good, but how are you feeling, girl? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I feel blessed. I'm blessed right. and I'm grateful. I'm super grateful and thankful that you have me on your platform. Um, I'm definitely humble and grateful for that. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you are so welcome. You know, me and you always have really good conversations. And I just knew, like, listen, I'm going to have to get her on here because people need to hear that. It's like, yes. I feel like when we have conversations, we definitely have them girlfriend conversations. You know, where you be sitting back with your girls, have a couple of glass of wine. Like, girl, let me tell you. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Different conversations. Open-minded conversations. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I already said when I first opened this up, like, listen, to all the listeners, ladies, go grab your wine, glad, grab grab your water, whatever it is that you're drinking. And gentlemen, you can join in, too, because I know some of you will have something to say, because I always know, no matter what we talk about, is somehow going to open up some type of deeper discussion, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. On all levels. <laughs> girl, girl. Well, go ahead. I uh, I know I should be doing probably the intros for people, but I love letting people express who they are because I feel like a lot of times we got to be so humble and not say, yeah, I'm the, mm, you know, I'm the, uh, what's that, uh, sugar honey iced tea or, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like, no, girl, talk your, about yourself. Let the people know who you are. So I am, I'm Nina. I am, <laughs> I'm literally, um, I... I'm I'm just a dope human being who believes in God and I am a firm believer in in relationships and I value relationships. Um I'm a nursing tech as well as a travel business owner. Um I'm a single mom as well and um I believe that my mission on this earth is to change people's lives in relationship. Like I'm 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 huge on that. I don't for, for some reason it, it it's like a huge calling for me. It's pushing me. I feel like God want me to go that route, but sometimes I'm like I don't know. But then I'm like maybe this is what it is. But then it's like when I start talking and thinking, it's like this is only Him. It can't be nobody else or nothing else. So that that's Nina. I'm a fun loving bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love it. And I definitely have a question based off what you said already. But before we do that, Nina, I definitely want to go ahead and definitely hit you with this icebreaker of the day. Okay. <laughs> All right. So listen, Nina, this is a good one, right? Okay. Who is your 
favorite Disney hero or heron, and would you trade places with them? Oh wow! Um, my favorite Disney hero or heron would be. I immediately thought about the Lion King, <laughs> which is crazy. And All right, Lion King one, two, or three? Which one? One, like okay. the the epic one, the first one, the very yes. first Lion King that ever came out when we were kids watching TV on Disney, and the movie came out. Um, my hero would be um, Mufasa. Really? Yes. I don't know why I knew you were going to say that. Okay, you got to <laughs> tell us why. He is my hero because he understood who he was, but he was a protector. Like he was strong and he 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 understood leadership, but he mm. didn't abuse his authority. He understood leadership and he taught his son that even though I'm leaving you, you can still do this. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to always be your protector. And, mm. I, and I just feel like those values are, are huge and valuable in life, period. Like the leadership of that is what I value. Yeah, him. yeah. So I feel like that he, he is definitely my hero, even though he wasn't even really in a movie that long. I, I but was about to say that. <laughs> even in, in, he was still there, even though he wasn't there. If that makes sense, and that yeah, is yeah, because he was, yeah, because he was coming back in like those parts where like his soul was speaking to him. absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. that the spirit. And, yes, and that's what it is. That's what it, I feel like. That's what life is about—just leaving your imprint on people that you come in contact with, and that that just meant a lot to me. Mm, that's deep. See, now I'm not even gonna look at the movie the same no more. <laughs> but that, look. The, that's the thing. People don't look past. People don't. They just see like, oh, he died. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he's still there. People, but you gotta look because because when you think about it, in every Disney movie, it's a deep message. Oh, that yeah. we supposed oh, to get. Yeah. Even but I didn't kids. think it was that. But no. right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Maybe that's but look, just me. But- but this even with all of that being said, and the fact that we know that he did pass away very early in the movie, would you trade places with him? <sighs> see, that's a hard one now, see? see? It, it is hard, but if I knew that I was going to leave an imprint the way that he did, I would. Okay. I would. Okay. I, would. I, I hear you. I'm going to start calling you Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> People gonna be like, what? <laughs> might be that listen. Well, I'm super excited that you're here today. And you know, listen, I know a lot of times we get to talking about different things and so forth. And definitely the fact that you brought up like leaving imprints in life, like I feel like we do that even in relationships. You know what I mean? Like relationships to me don't just mean as far as like who you're dating but relationships overall in people's lives but the biggest part of relationships is dating Mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of us have gone through so many ups and downs in reference to this and I know me and you have definitely had 
oh my God, so many conversations or just, you know, shared information and so forth with different people and so forth. And I would love, 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 love for you to share your thoughts about relationships. But before we jump in that, I do have to ask. So are you in a relationship? No, ma'am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and do you mind, do you mind if I ask how long have you been uh, single? I've been single for four years now. Okay. That girl. Four years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, ain't that, but you know, I say girl, but there's nothing wrong with being single. And I really think that there's a difference in being single and not ready to mingle and single and ready to mingle. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people don't take the time to genuinely get to know themselves before jumping into a relationship or trying to figure out within themselves, where could they have gone different with their previous relationship? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I know. That, to be honest with you, when me and Brandon first met, I was in that phase of like for the first time in my life. And I've never been jumping around like I've always had relationships where I was in them long term. Um, the person that I was in a relationship with uh, prior to uh, Brandon, I was in a relationship with her for four years. Okay. Like live together, everything. So, um, yeah, but after that, like, relationship I I realized like I really had to figure out who I was and uh, even though I had you know people knocking at the door because your girl you know (laughs) you know I be looking good you know got myself on the shoulder yes thank you mama and daddy shout out real quick for the jeans you know (laughs) but seriously though like I really had to figure out yo like who's Tamira because in all the relationships I was in, which was only four at that time, Brandon's number five. Um, In those four relationships, I was with them literally three plus years. My longest one was six years. But I learned about myself that during those relationships, I had conformed into, well, what do you like to do? Let's do that. Like wanting Mm -hmm. to make them happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I lost everything that made me happy. So that that's why I, I just had to share that just because of the fact, like, I don't want anybody to take that as, dang, four years, that's a long time. No, like, if that's what you need or that's just so happened how it became, like, use that time. Really love yourself. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. no, definitely share, like, what, what's, what's been going on with you that, like, you know, as far as how do you feel about relationships right now and so forth, however you want to kick that off. Go with, with your spirit lead, girl. Um... I realize today in today's society that um, a lot of people do not value relationships. They, a lot of people go into dating and relationships, going into it, looking at it from a perspective of what can this person do for me? That's why it annoys me when people or when men or even women ask you, what can you, what do you bring to the table? And I understand the basis of the question. However, I just feel like you're just asking me, what can I do for you? Like how much right. money, do, how much money do you make? Or, you know, what, what, what kind of status do you have? Or what kind of business you got? Like, it, it's not, it's not never nothing deep. It's just always on the surface of everything. And what can you do for me? Yeah. Not even realizing that the point of a relationship is for you to, is for you to figure out how you can serve this person and mm. how this person can serve you. How, how can, how can we come together and make each other better? Mm-hmm. How can we come together and 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 be 
an asset to each other and not a liability. And people just look at a lot of people don't don't look or think past go. And I think it's because a lot of people go through things and they don't never take the time to stop and heal. They don't never take the time to stop and just be with themselves because most people are scared to be alone. And if you're scared to be mm-hmm. alone, that just, that just means that you're scared to be by yourself. And that just furthermore means that you don't know you, nor do you love you enough to say, I need to figure out what's going on. Um, another big thing, another big reason why I'm single is because of accountability. People don't, and this is not even just in relationships. This, I meant a uh, significant other. This is friendship, family, all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Account- accountability is huge. Like if you can sit down and say to yourself, and it's not, it's not about playing a blame game. It's just like if you can sit down and say to yourself, okay, what did I do or what role did I play in this situation for it to go wrong? And then if you can see what you did as well as what that person did and you can be open-minded enough to think about why they did what they did, you know, then that can be the premises of change, period. But a lot of people just see, oh, this person hurt me blah, 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 F them, forget them. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. Or and, and and that's another reason. People's mentality is always, forget it. I'm done. I don't want to deal with them. They're not doing what I want them to do. They're not doing it how I want them to do it. The minute that you get mad, you already say, forget it. Versus Absolutely. long suffering and enduring is a part of a relationship. It ain't going to always be peaches and cream. It ain't going to always be oh, flowers and sunshine. It's not going to always be that. Like, I made a post yesterday, and I said, why aren't marriages lasting like our grandparents? Mm. And I got a lot of different perspectives on it, but rightfully so, they were on point. And one of the big things is because our grandparents didn't marry for love. They married for a whole bunch of different reasons. Yeah. You know, back then, granny didn't work. She stayed home and took care of the house, and pop pop went out and made the money. And and Granny really couldn't go nowhere because she didn't have no financial means to do so, mm. you know, or you know she didn't want to leave because she didn't want to break up the family, so she mm-hmm. just endured. Yeah, yeah. That type of enduring, you know, and they was enduring all type of stuff, abuse. Like my my grandparents is one of those grandparents that was together for seventy five years, mm. and bless her. The type of stuff that she went through. Well, and the type of stuff that I've heard and the type of stuff that I've seen as a little girl, it's just like, bruh, it's no way that I would that I would deal with that. Not saying that my that my grandfather's a bad man because he's still a good man, however. He just right, has right. Stuff, he just he just has some stuff with him. Like no, no, I, I, can, I can totally relate to that. Um for most people who know me know like I was extremely close to my great grandmother, who was very young. My great grandmother was the age of most people's grandmother. But I remember um after my great grandfather had passed away, because to me they were like the epiphany of relationships uh that I admired. You know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to be so much like them. Like to me, they were so in love, which they were. But I remember, like, as an adult, having a conversation with my great-grandmother about them and sharing what I just said with her. And, you know, she t- she was laughing, like, not at me, but just like, baby girl, listen, like, th- there was a lot that, you know, I endured and he endured and that, you know, happened, you know, um, especially, you know... This and this is not me talking about my great grandfather. You know, he drank a lot, but at one point, so did she. It's just I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, funny, real, 
like I, I didn't know that but you know of course when you start mixing certain things you know what I mean like stuff is gonna happen and I definitely think that nowadays we live in a world where people are like I don't have to deal with this I'm leaving mm-hmm. you know what I mean we're dealing where females have way more opportunities now as well so absolutely people are just literally leaving without a fight now and I I think that people don't understand the balance of that they don't and they're leaving because they they're leaving because they they're not in it to they're not in it to stay in it period they're just in it to see what they can get out of it when everything Mm. is going good and everything is going that way they all for it and that's just extremely disingenuous to me because it's like why would you even want to have somebody in your space and even say that this is a relationship when the minute that they do something that you don't like you just ready to discard them like a pair of shoes like that you can't you can't say that you really care about somebody and I agree with you, like the, like, especially women today, we have the means to take care of ourselves. So now it's just like, I can take care of myself, what I need you for. And it's, and, and, and it's not even taking it from that negative standpoint. It's just like, I don't need a man. I just want one. And when I don't, and, 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 and some men like that, a man, I, I, I can hear men and there's some good men out here. I'm not going to discredit them. Um, men like I don't want a woman to need me because if she need me that means I'm gonna have to that puts a burden on me and then I'm gonna have to do blah 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 if she want me then that takes the pressure off and then we can both add to each other you know what I mean if she got her stuff together and I got my stuff together and we come together and we already together we just add into what we got in a positive way especially when that comes from a place of healing where he's good and I'm good and we can come and sit down and when things get tough, we can sit down and open up a Bible together and read a scripture and pray and figure out how we're going to get through that. Let me tell you how powerful that is, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, you piss me off, you make me mad, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to get myself together, but at the end of the day, we're going to come back and we're going to figure it out together. Yeah. And that's off the premises of love. Like that's what love is. When you have patience with someone like that, where you can put God first, because him in every relationship in your life and everything that you do, he puts that stamp on, you know, when you put him first, he puts the stamp on it. And that's where longevity can come from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in today's society, it's like, it's tough. Cause this is like, you know, some women, you know, some women, it's just like, what? I'm successful. I make six figures. And it's always about how much money you make. It's like, bro, why do y'all put a price tag on everything? <laughs> like, yeah. even relationships now. It's just like, yeah. okay, you make six figures, cool. I make six figures, six figures, cool. Like, it was a topic on Clubhouse where it was just like, do high earning, is, is a high earning woman a turn off? And some men was like, no, it's not a turn off. However, some women, some women's mentality that they have, uh, that they have being a top income earner or a woman that makes six figures, their mentality towards certain men is what turns them off. Absolutely. But you know what? I will say this also. I, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think that it's literally just um, females that feel this way. I'm, I'm, now where I'm at in life, I feel like it's definitely a mix mm-hmm. of males feeling the same way because 
we're, we're so quick to say guys do this and females do this, but I'm learning that in the reality of it, it's kind of a mix. It's just more talked about when it's a female because of what we just talked about as far as like at one point females did not have this opportunity. And even today, the reality is that a male and a female can be in the same position and the male is still going to be paid more than the female. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't like I I'm sorry that is my opinion and that is very I have true seen it because people tend to not want to hire a female for a higher paying job or just in general because they think we're too emotional mm-hmm. they you know they look at it from that standpoint they want someone who basically doesn't care or kids to a certain extent um, and just is going to get the job done without the whole run around exaggeration or whatever, when that's not always the case. Absolutely. That's not always the case, but I do totally agree with the perspective that unfortunately I have met some women who do make six, seven figures or, you know, just a good amount. And the first thing that come out their mouth is I'm not taking care of no man. So he needs to meet me where I'm at. And they have this whole list of perfections that they must have and so forth. When I be looking at them like, boo-boo, we are all flawed. We all have some type of flaw. And being in a relationship is not about having this perfection. Because I'm going to tell you, there's two things in the dictionary that I do not believe actually have a definition. That is the word perfect and the word love. Because Mm -hmm. what I perceive as perfect could be something totally different than what you do. And what I perceive as love could be totally different definition than what you perceive as love. So I don't like that to me, like it's love and perfection is two different things to everybody. And at the end of the day, like when I, what I said in me and Brandon's vows were you are perfectly imperfect for me because at the end of the day, I do not believe that there is a such thing as someone being exactly to the T perfection because we are not, we are all filled with some type of flaw. Yeah, I agree. So how can you have this list and this checkbox that you're saying he got to have this or she got to have that, you know, et cetera. And then as soon as they don't got one of them, you're like, Mm-mm. but they had everything else. They, you know, they, and you, I've, I don't know about you, but I've met females who were like, I mean, he's good. Or, you know, she's even guys, she's good. I love this, but man, it's just this one thing. Are you seriously telling me that you would jeopardize everything else because of that one thing? What about the one flaw you have? Exactly. Or they want this man or this man will, could want this woman to have, and I do know females that have that have said that they want them, they want this man to have, blah 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 blah. But you don't even have more than half of that, and exactly. and not even and not even from a standpoint of money. Like yeah, you can make six figures, and he can make six figures, but you want him to look a certain way, you want him to carry himself a certain way, you want him to have a certain type of relationship with his mother, you want him to do this, that, and the third, but. You don't have the same thing. You don't carry yourself with class. Just because you got money, that don't mean nothing. You exactly. don't have a, a decent relationship with your parents. You don't, you don't, you know, have self-respect. Like people, people, people don't have grace. And just like you said, you're not perfect either. So how can you put that on somebody else based off of what you feel like you want? And it, it's not a stab at nobody's values or or their morals or what or the standards that they have in there of what they want in a relationship or a partner. However, if you want that 
if you want such a high standard or if you have such a high standard set, you need to be at least more than half of the standards that you set yourself. Absolutely. And Unless grace, you're... grace mm-hmm. is sufficient. You you oh, want absolutely. grace. You want God. To, like I'm trying to tell you people, people, and it, the same goes for forgiveness. I can use that as an example. When somebody do something to you, people be so quick to condemn people as if, as if they're perfect. And it's just like you people will, I can't forgive this person. I can't forgive this person. You want God to forgive you. He forgives you and he gives you grace. Not not coming from a religious standpoint, but just no, but yeah. just just from you know, grace. Grant people grace. If he don't have that one or two things on your list, is that like a, a deal breaker for you? Is that like a dire thing for you to be like, oh no, I can't do that? You gonna pass up a perfectly good man for you that can literally mm. change your life in more ways than one just because he don't have two things on your little list. Right. You're absolutely right. That's crazy. But you know what? You, you just made me think about something and I'm going to share a little story. So um, I used to have this one friend. And yes, I said used to. <laughs> um, and that's no shade. That's just the reality. You can have people in your life for a season. But anyway, um, I used to have this one friend who, like, she had this list and she was always like, listen, he got to have this. He got to be already doing blah, blah, blah. And I remember one day saying to her, I was like, but you don't even have all your stuff together. Like, you're working your way. Yeah, but I'm in track to doing it. I said, so it's okay for them to accept you in track to being this particular person and you know achieving these things but you can't accept somebody else who's also in track of being this particular person and doing their thing and what led to that conversation was because we were actually talking about this guy who was trying to talk to her um and he was actually working at mcdonald's he was a fry cook and she was just like downgrading him and i'm like bro but like you literally are still in school you still stay at your mama house and you still working your way up to figure out what you want to do so what degrades him and she asked me like would you talk to him and i told her i said yes and let me tell you why i said yes i said because and i'm still the same person to this day anybody who knows me i feel like can vouch for this um I would have still dated him if he was a fry cook at McDonald's as long as he was not content with being a fry cook at McDonald's. And what I mean by that, let me make sure I break this down, is I don't care if you work at McDonald's, the dollar store, um, the tax place outside, flipping them signs. You better flip that sign as the best flipper out here where you get promoted. Mm-hmm. And work your way up because guess what? A lot of the people who are doing amazing things in life now started from the bottom. Absolutely. So if I met him as that and we grow into it together, I am all for that. Maybe mm-hmm. also because I'm a hopeless romantic and I believe in those stories where they're like, yo, Shorty was with me when I was shooting basketball in the hood at the local park. Now mm-hmm. I'm in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in those things. Like, Sometimes you just got to believe in that person for them to believe in themselves even more or just to have that one support system. Like if I'm grinding and you grinding, we're going to grind in this together. We're going to push each other together. So yeah, I might have met you as the fry cook at McDonald's, but trust and believe within a few years or however God, you know, lines that up, you're going to be the general manager. You Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because 
like that's just how I always looked at it. And a lot of people don't look at it that way because what end up happening is you run back into that person a couple years later and you're like, dang, look at them. They looking good now. Okay, how you doing? And they like, what's up? No, I'm good. Okay, why you acting like that? Oh, you don't remember me? Mm-hmm. Remember I tried to talk to a couple years ago when I was just a cook. Well, I mean, you know, da, da, da. no, because see, the thing is what people fail to realize, people, if I don't have the means, the money and so forth, I cannot buy and look a certain way that I may want to look. It doesn't mean that that's not who I am. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, this this going to be kind of like real quick off topic, but on topic. Like, most people want to be quick to say, like, oh, you changed. You know what I mean? Right. But I ain't never changed. This is who I always was. I just never had the means to fully be who I was. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of times people get that twisted because they're like, oh, you switched up. You making a little extra money. Bruh, I always liked, you know, Michael Kors, Chanel, da 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 I just didn't have the means to have it. Now Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at me funny for... Now, finally, being who I always saw and desired to be, and what you, you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like that goes to me. Like I said, it's on topic, but all topic, but that goes in with this as well. Because a lot of times, I think that we are so quick, um, to be in relationships, people, excuse me, and we're so busy seeing people for where they currently are rather than what they're telling us the master plan is. Mm-hmm. Because if you sit down and tell me. You know, yeah, you know, that's what I do right now. But, you know, my ultimate goal is blah, blah, blah. My next question is, okay, so how are you achieving that? Right. Okay, I know a couple people who can help you get there. But like you said, people so busy trying to say, like, you got to already be doing this. I'm already doing this and blah, 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 blah. Nah, I'm good. It's so easy for people to leave than to stick it out. And I always said in relationships, I'm not that girl where we're going to take breaks. You know how you hear them people like, girl, y'all broke up again. Yeah. And then what? <laughs> two weeks later, they back together. Boo boo. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because guess what? If we ever break up, we broke up. Like, we done. Absolutely. Because like, I, I don't do breaks. Because that's also how people get in trouble. Well, we was on a break when I met Shorty. No. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Like, I'm not even giving that opportunity to open up. We're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. Now. I do want to say real quick, that does not mean if they beating on you or um, down talking you or verbally abusing you or anything like that. Let's definitely make sure we put that out there. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's mental abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, any type of abuse where it is causing you not to be the best you does not mean to stick into it. That is not what we are saying, because there are real reasons for people to leave. But we are talking about people who just leave because. I don't like the way he brushes teeth. <laughs> I don't feel like, you know, he's the guy for me because he want to race cars for a living instead of going to get a nine to five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're talking about stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And people miss out on their blessings being like that. Mm-mm-mm. They miss out on their blessings being judgmental like that. I totally agree with you. And um, that's definitely what I mean when I meant long suffering like not to not to suffer like literally suffer abuse any form not not that that's that's not what I mean because that was that was that was some things that I that 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 our grandparents or you know some people's grandparents dealt with and they stayed exactly I mean like the simple stuff that you can actually work through you know and, and 
But I feel like a huge part of it is, and it's a journey that I'm going through right now, is literally self-love. Like, Mm. getting to know who you are. Knowing you. Why why do I tick this way? Why do I think this way? Why, Why did I accept this in my previous relationships with family, friends, and my significant other. Yeah, yeah. Why did I go through that? Why why am I one of those people who like peanut butter on my oranges and everybody else think it's net? Like 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 Wait, just... I'm sorry. I can't let you go past that. <laughs> I don't peanut like that. butter just, on your oranges. I'm just <laughs> I don't like that. I just threw it out there. As a, oh, like, good. I, girl, like I'm like, quirk. so what it tastes like? I'm confused. <laughs> I just threw it out there like a little quirk. Okay, I'm like, sorry, y'all. <laughs> some people like weird, weird stuff. I right, like, right, right. That's who you are. And people, people be, and I, 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 I'm, I, I used to be one of these people who was scared to literally be by myself. Mm, who was, why do you think that? I think it be it's deep. Like it's from, you know, my past and my 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 parents and you know, it started went through some things with my parents as a child that started my abandonment issues. Mm. And so stemming from me having abandonment issues, I just always felt like I needed to have somebody there because I didn't get that at a certain point of growing up. So I always felt like somebody was going to leave me because my mom and dad went through some things and my dad cheated and he left at an age. Well, my mother put him out at an age where that was extremely impressionable on me. So then it's like I had to be my mom's hero in, in, in in a sense. So it's like my dad left, but my mom is crying. So as a child, it's like, you know, and as a female, the first man that you love is your father. Yeah, so yeah. So it's just like you base that type of behavior that your father did as a child. You base that on every man in some circumstances, not all. You base that on how the type of men that you deal with. So yeah, in my yeah. mind, I felt like, you know, somebody is always going to leave me. Somebody is always going to leave me. So I always felt like I had to do everything in my power to keep people. Even mm. if it's toxic. And I was That's scared deep. to be by myself because number one, I didn't know who I was. Number two, I never took the time out to learn Nina and to love Nina. I just took on, like you said, what everybody else wanted. Yeah, yeah. And when I took on what everybody else wanted, even if it didn't feel good to me, I still did it because I wanted to keep this person around because I was scared. Yeah. Don't even know what I'm scared of. I just know I don't want them to leave me. Wow, that's that's deep. Yeah, it is. So it's just. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say it's a lot of females who are probably like that though. Yeah, dealing with dealing with dealing with stuff in relationships just to say they have a man or just to say they have somebody that they can, somebody that's similar to whatever trauma they went through, trauma bonding, which is what Mm -hmm. it's called sometimes. Just to say they have somebody. It don't matter how they being treated. And they might not just be getting physically abused. They could be getting verbally abused or their emotional needs are not met. You know, and they just deal with it just to say that they have somebody. So it's just like when when you get to a point where you sit down and you get to know yourself 
that's why I say journaling is important. Trying to find a therapist or a life coach is important because they can help you figure out where, how you are now stems from and Mm. what you can do to get better. And also when you spend time with yourself, if you pay attention, you realize what you like. You really, if, if, if you spent as much time loving on yourself the way that you would love somebody else, you would be completely whole. Wow. That's deep. That's <laughs> no, that, that's deep, but that's real. That's yeah. Real. Like we, we, we try to do everything that this person would want to love on them so much to keep them around neglecting ourselves. And so many people don't even understand what self-love is. It's not even yeah. just about spending money. It's just about figuring out who you are, what you like, what you love, and what makes you happy. And then once you figure that out and you know who you are, you'll start to attract the type of people that you need, so to speak, or the type of people that you might want to make life better. That's when you know what I'm not going to deal with. That's what you know what your deal breakers are. In any type of relationship, whether it's family, friends, or whatever, yeah, oh, you, re- girl. you realize <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. You realize I'm not going to be, um, you know, I'm not going to be the punching bag no more. You realize how important it is to say no. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That type yeah. of stuff. You, you, and, 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 and you realize when you, when you know you, that's when you start realizing who the real toxic people is, especially family, because then it's just like, oh, I'm not the same person. So now it's like, this person don't want to deal with me because I'm not the yes man no more. I'm not dealing with that. I don't want to do that. It's okay to say no. It's okay to not be there. It's okay to not deal with that. It's okay to not be the person that they run to every time something needs to be fixed because it's depleting me. Right. It's, no, it's, that's, yeah. it's so important. Self-love. Now, you you hit on so many um, different things in that. Like, I mean, when I say I feel like that's one of the biggest things that females suffer with, as far as uh, self-love. And, you know, we have a lot of females who will say, like, yeah, I love myself. What do you mean? Da, da, da. But, like, I had to go through it myself. Like, I, in my mind, I didn't realize that I had became a people pleaser mm-hmm. in relationships. Like, as long as they were happy, then I was happy. And one of the biggest things I also had to learn was that, um, what is that, love languages. The way that I want to be loved does not mean that's how somebody else interprets love. Right. So I would be doing all these things like, but I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't adding up or I just couldn't figure out why I had been, you know, getting basically, for lack of better words, shitted on or the, what's that, the the wrong end of the spoon. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I will say that I was scared of being alone um, because I, I grew up as that person like, oh, I got my family. I ain't worried about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, um, I think I became the person that just wanted to keep everybody happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as long as everybody else happy around me, then I felt like then I was happy. Because, unfortunately for me, the trigger was growing up where I didn't see everybody else happy. So, you know, I, I always wanted to be the person who brought 
some type of uh, laughter or happiness to the room. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that I started identifying that as who I was supposed to be when it wasn't. You know what I mean? Kind of like how you said with your mom, like you you felt like you had to be her savior in that moment of what was going on with your parents. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can definitely relate to that. The only difference um, with that in my case was the fact that I was two when my parents separated. So I really don't vividly remember, like, you know, a lot of what happened. But, of course, I remember things after that. Um, because although I was two, my parents didn't actually divorce, I don't think, till I was, like, seven. And, you know, of course, like, that's their story to tell fully. Um, but the one thing is... Um, my dad has owned up to a lot of what he did, which is what made me have so much respect for him because no, like we said earlier, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But even when like my mom was telling me, you know, the different things and so forth, you know, for what her reason was, um, you know, it, it crushed me as a little girl, especially I've, I've always been a daddy's girl. So I remember like going to my dad, like mommy said that you blah, 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 and you did this and you did that. And, um, and I just don't share their story like that. Um, I'm not allow them to do that just because I know how my parents are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some parents be like, no, it's my story. It is what it is. And then other parents rather tell their own story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad owned up to everything. He said, yes, I did. I'm not proud of it. I was not a man then that I should have been. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I always say, like, my dad is imperfectly the perfect dad for me. Because he's always, in my opinion, when I've spoke to him in our relationship, been nothing but transparent, honest, and raw with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't erase the fact that, the you know, the situations happen. So I think that in that midst growing up I, I always wanted to like make my mom happy I always wanted to make my dad happy and I kind of became this person where it flowed over into my relationships you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, I had somehow got that mindset that as long as they're happy we're, we're all happy so instead of it being like how they say happy wife happy life mm-hmm. for me it was the other way around Right. Happy spot, house, happy whoever I'm dealing with, whatever. Um, but like you, oh, you hit a you hit a bag when you said um, how it's not just in relationships as far as dating, but it's also in relationships with family members, with friends, etc. Because when I started focusing on Tamara back in 2016, which was the hardest time, 2016, 2017 was the hardest part of my life because when I say I genuinely had to find me, like spiritually everything I had to peel myself apart I had to look in the mirror which is a big reason why I named this podcast looking in the mirror but I had to was going through you know what I mean and be honest with myself I had to say okay this is what's going on this is what it is you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I had to say who are you what is it that you like? Why do you trick? Why are you this way? What happened? And I think that a lot of times people don't realize that a lot of the stuff that they do in their relationships are triggered by when they were younger, the relationships that they saw around them. Mm-hmm. Because I, I hate when people say like, oh, they're too young to understand or they don't know what's going on. And, you know, they say things in front of kids. They do things in front of kids. Children know, y'all. 
Children yes, are do. smart. Between the ages of zero, when they're first born, and five is when they ex- they literally are taking everything in. They're questioning, like, their emotions, their the way they handle things. They're literally becoming you and what you represent in front of them, what you mm-hmm. show them, present, excuse me, in front of them. And I think that people fail to realize that. And the thing is, I came from two parents that didn't deal with their own traumas and even though they tried their hardest, their damnedest to make sure it didn't flow onto us as children, in a way it did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think that parents definitely try to do their best to, you know, what's, what's the number one thing people say when they have kids? I ain't going to do what my parent did. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but we end up some type of way doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't physically have biological children, um, but my oldest godchild, Tiana, shout out to her. Emily, she's about to be 18. <laughs> um, she, when I say, like, you would, you couldn't tell me I didn't birth her because I believe in godparents. Like, a god, being a godparent is not just a title to flown around. Like, you are the person who is going to uh, step in as a parent. God forbid something happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was very important to me to make sure that I was there, that I was involved, that I, you know, whatever. And I found myself a lot of moments when she was... Um, with me because I used to have her all the time literally everyone can tell you that um I found a lot of the stuff that my mom had did to me I just naturally was doing to her and didn't even realize it so it's these traumas that pass down to us without knowledge of doing so that we then take into these relationships that then cause us to respond the way that we're responding in different things you know what I mean and it's not okay the reality is that it's not okay. I agree. I agree. And it's a it's a task having to unlearn and that's a part of the self-love part. It's a task having to unlearn your old ways to come yeah. into and start behaving in your new ways. Because you know your old ways is how you've always been from the time of your impressionable trauma or whatever you've been through all the way up until you realize something needs to change. Like this is not, this ain't it. And then you gotta, and then most of the time you don't even realize it until you respond a certain way, and then you're like, oh my god, this is not. I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> like, oh my right. god, that's not how. I wanted it to go, you know, you read, and then this is like, okay, I need to literally take a conscious change to not respond the way that I did or not come off the way that I did. And that takes, it's a lot of work. And yeah. that's, a, that's, that's another, that's another thing when it comes to, you know, anything in regards to relationships and love, right? There's a relationship with yourself and others, and others. it takes work it's not no it's not something that can happen overnight it's not something that can be done immediately like you literally have to sit in i said this the other day and it's hard you literally have to figure out what caused the pivotal pain in your life that made you want to say i need to change or something needs to change and 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 then Whatever that trauma is that caused you to be that way, you literally have to figure out what it is and you have to sit in that pain. Like mm. you literally have to feel it. Yeah. And then when you feel it and you sit in it, 
you literally have to say, all right, this is how this feels. I don't like this. I have to figure out how I can get past it and do the work to get past it. Because when you can sit in it and you realize what it is, it brings it all back to you. But your mindset is different because you're older. So instead of you having that victim mentality, you have that, okay, I'm going to be my own fucking hero. Excuse my French. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to do what I need to do to get past this. And I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. And that'd be what it is. People be running from pain. When people be out here making these broad, crazy decisions and they want to jump from person to person to person and disregard this, when you go from man to man to man or from woman to woman, you running from something. You're looking for something and you're running from something. So when you stop running and you actually figure out what is wrong, that's the basis of it right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Once you do all of that work, right, the Mm -hmm. self-work and everything that you're doing for yourself and so forth, do you believe, and I'm I'm asking this for a reason, which I'll share, do you believe that you can then be friends with that person that is now your ex? Wow, that's huge. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. a huge question because... Now, let, let me tell you why I say that. Because we can sit here and let's say 90% of what we feel was the reason we separated from this person was their fault. But now that you've taken time to evaluate yourself and you're looking at that 10% that you contributed, because whether we want to admit it or not, we all contribute in some type of way. Because sometimes when people do things that we don't like, we respond a certain way, which then trigger things to go a further step. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you we contribute in some type of way. So once now you done dealt with yourself, you now also are taking accountability for that 10%. But you're also looking at it as, like you said, you're older, you're looking at it from a different light, because now you're experienced. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Could you be friends with your ex? And when I say friends, it doesn't mean like you got to be best friends, but just like, could you be cordial? Could y'all check on each other from time to time and just genuinely be friends? I believe, and I'm going to say this. From the healed part of Nina, I'm, 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 I'm still working. <laughs> it's on not it. funny, but I understand. I'm, I'm still working on it, but mm-hmm. I believe that you can, if that person understands the new you. So, it, so if you, you, if you have that toxic ex, you know, and mm-hmm. and because I had, I had had toxic ex whatever the case may be i'm not the same nina that i was when i dealt with him however he is the same person that he was when we was together so with the same behavior the same mannerisms the same thought process of how he handled things in my mind i do not believe that we can be friends because i believe that it's like okay you you there, you good, I'm glad you good, you know, you was a part of the lesson, whatever the case may be, maybe I'll check on you from now and then, or deal with you with a long-handed spoon, because the type of person that I am now, he's not, it's, it's, it's going to cause conflict, because he's not going to be able to handle me, even mm. though I might understand 
why he is the way he is and the way that he does things Mm -hmm. for my mental health and my sanity and to keep my peace and to stay grounded i don't i don't think that we can however i do know a lot of people who are older and their significant others that they used to be with have grown up and they different people too so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yo, you remember when we was together? I'm not the same person, blah, blah, blah. And they like, yeah, I remember too, you know, and we just went through a rough time. We went through some rough, we went, it was rough back then, but you know, I'm glad to see you doing good now and vice versa. We got mm-hmm. that same, we grown, we mature type energy. I believe in those type of situations. Yes. Y'all can be cool. Y'all can be cordial. Y'all can be friends. You know, y'all might even hang out because I know some people that that hang out with some of their exes. Like, they check on them. They look out for them. Mm -hmm. Um, In the instances where people have kids, like in my situation, my son, co-parenting. It, it, And I'm going to be extremely transparent when I say this. Okay. My son's father is a huge trigger and trauma for me like he is he is i'm trying to tell you it's a whole like i can't even explain how i feel and it's not a hatred sort of feeling it's just like a it's a lot you got to deal with yeah so it's like so it's like for i believe in my heart that if i knew he was a different person today than he was when we was together before he disappeared and never came back. I could co-parent. However, I still, I don't, given the type of person that I know he is changing and he could, I, I might, he, I could give him the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe he changed, mm-hmm. but, but given the type of person that I know he is and my instincts, I don't believe that he that he has changed. And given what he took me through, I would never be able to forgive myself if I allow him to take my child through the same thing. However, it's not my place to take that away from my son. He has to, and thank God for life coaches. <laughs> he has to, my son has to see him for himself. Yeah, I have to. I cannot take that away from him, and that's where a lot of co-parenting situations mess up. I cannot take that away from my son. He has to form his own opinion of his father, and if and if he gets hurt in that situation, which is detrimental to my soul, I have to be strong, mommy, and I gotta be there to save the day. But I have to be willing to deal with that, given the situation, which I'm at a point where I'm becoming okay with. However, given that the that he himself is, I'm not going to call him a bad person and categorize him, but he is an extremely toxic, he has extremely toxic ways, and I am totally okay with him not being here. However, if he chooses to put forth the effort to be here, then I will allow my son to an extent to see how his father is. So yes. it's a lot that goes with those type of. I'm sorry, that that might have been too long. No, no, <laughs> that that's what we're literally all about the transparency. And even I'm so glad that you shared that because the episode from last week, um, was with um, 
Tony, a really good friend of mine, and that's what we talked about was actually uh, fatherhood as a black man in the narrative, you know, that is painted around that. So, you know, this kind of I'm I'm glad you shared it. And I'm pretty sure that there's somebody who's going to listen to this and understand exactly what you mean. I hope so. So thank you for that transparency. Honestly, thank you. Absolutely. And I know that I'm not the only type of person that could be possibly going through it. So, you know, if, if, if I can share my story and help somebody else's, even if I just help their perspective and their thought process on it a little better, then I feel like my mission is complete. Yeah. But it's not always, and it, and it just shows that it's not always peaches and cream. It's not yeah. always fun and a good thing. However, I do believe that if you, if, if you, you heal and you go through your process and you do your work to become a better person, you definitely can with the person that you used to be with if they are willing to accept the new you. Absolutely. Because some people won't be able to do it. They'll look at you, and like you said, they'll look at you, oh, you think you all that. Oh, just not the Tamara that I used to know. You're right, it's not. Ain't that the whole point of life is to grow and change mm. and become better? Exactly. Hey, you know what I mean? And if you feel like as a person, you have done your part in healing and you can deal with them because it's, when you have any type of relationship with somebody, you are I'm not going to say dealing with, because that sounds kind of harsh. You are taking on that individual's energy space, which is huge. So it's just like, if that person can look at you and say, oh, Tamira is a different person. Y'all, she cool. Like, I fucks with her. We had our differences. Excuse my French. We had our differences. But dang, she a totally different person. Like, I can, I, I can rock with that. And 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 you like, yeah, man, we good. But if they still on their negative, all that that funky energy, because energy is big. That's a whole nother topic right there. That energy, woo girl. Yeah. That energy and, and you 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 are you you're someone who's big on energy and 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 vibes and you can Absolutely. feel it and you can yeah. peep it. So yeah. I know that you're the type of person where though if the energy ain't right, you not there. I do not like being uncomfortable. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like I, I can't do it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not gonna sit right with you, especially if it don't sit right within your gut. You know that instinct where you finally to the point where you gonna listen to that thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that 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 energy is huge. So if you have certain people around you and the energy feels good, we can rock. But if Absolutely. not, you know that that's a totally different. You know, I'm gonna deal with you on a long-handed spoon yeah. type of situation. I I can definitely say, "Oh, you good? Yeah." Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like on my end, like something happened. Um, I can definitely say that I am definitely cordial. So, in my whole life, I've been in five relationships. Um, and out of my five, I have four exes. Out of the four exes, three of them, I'm actually cool with. Like, I can call them right now with no problem. That's what's up. However, the breakups were um, totally different for each one. One was mutual. The other two, I had to leave. Um, 
and I dealt with a lot um, as far as myself in those and how it affected me and, you know, how it transpired and all of that. So a lot of times when people hear those stories and then they see like, then I'm cool with that person still, or, you know, we occasionally check up on each other or whatever, people be looking at me cross-eyed, like, girl, you tripping. But I also <laughs> realized in the midst of finding myself, I also had to learn forgiveness. Forgiveness was a big one that I had. I, and I, I will say I'm still learning it, but I'm so much better than what I was. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as in relationships with people in general, I don't care if it's a relationships, anything that ends with a ship, <laughs> so yes. relationship, friendship, family ship, whatever. Yeah. Um, that, that's something I had to learn really big because I'm going to tell you, I was not the person that everybody hears now. Um, I was a very angry person. Um, I was a very ask questions later type person, if you catch my drift. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I've, I've learned that a lot of that came from, you know, the anger, the trauma, the triggers that I never dealt with. You know, um, I heard a perfect example that, you know, growing up a lot of, especially in the black community, um, I forget what I was watching because I want to make sure I give credit. Um, As soon as it comes to me, I'll say it. But growing up, you know, in the black community, we're taught, you know, to keep things hush. Mm -hmm. We're taught that don't speak on this. We're going to act like this didn't happen. So what happens is a lot of times when we keep things hush because we don't want people judging us, we don't want people looking at us crazy and different things like that, what ends up happening is we keep it inside and end up building this cancer within ourselves. And I use the word cancer because when you say cancer, most people know what cancer can do to you. It can kill you. It eats away. Exactly. So here it is now we're holding all this in that we've never dealt with these traumas, these triggers, these experiences that affected us. And because we never dealt with them now it's causing who we are, um, to be totally different, like our representation of how we carry things, how we look at life, how we do, like, we just move completely different. And what we have to learn is how not to allow these things to affect us and how we handle people um, in relationships or not. Or like, what's the biggest thing when people say you get out of one relationship, you don't deal with yourself or the situation. So you take the baggage to the next relationship. And now that next person is paying for what happened in a past relationship. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that is so big, so big. Um, and a lot of times when that does happen, the other person's looking like, well, what, what, like, what did I do? Or like, I didn't know that this affected you. Like, we've never had this conversation. And now you don't call the situation in your relationship. And I say, as you hear throughout this podcast, I, I keep saying like, you know, male and female, because I grew up, I'm the only girl. I grew up with a lot of males. Um, I have three brothers. I say four, because one of them is not biological, but you can't tell me that's not my brother. Um, but I have uh, four brothers. Um, and I grew up with all male cousins. And watching them go through life and experiencing life with them really genuinely changed my perception of how men also carry things and I will say you know as much as I I don't want to say this but the reality is females are more emotional and what I mean by that is because we tend to deal with our emotions more because men are taught not to so when it comes time to be in a relationship and a female is trying to express to them what the issue is that they're having a lot of times what do we do the man most of the time shuts down Mm -hmm. and he don't want to deal with it because the truth is it's not really want to deal with it he don't know how 
to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I'm also learning is nowadays we're hearing what? That now females are the new guys and guys are the new females. So females are now starting to become more harder and not dealing with things where guys are now finally breaking that shell of learning to deal with things. So it's like, where where does it stop? Where where can we finally get in the middle and say, you know, that it's okay? And I'm I'm so glad to hear that therapy or life coaching or seeking self is starting to be so much more prominent um, for people, especially in the black community, because, you know, at one point, you know, when we said, oh, I go to therapy, you were looked at like as though, what's wrong with you? Like, ain't nothing wrong with you, child? Pray. Right. Pray. That's it. Right. You don't need to go to no therapy. You ain't crazy. You ain't sick. And it, it's not about that. Not even realizing that faith without works is dead. Listen, I tell people all the time, and I I have no problem telling people I am in therapy. I have been in therapy. I put myself in therapy. Um, it's been about two, two and a half years, maybe. Um, I had to um, because of what I was going through, dealing with the death of three very close family members within a six-week time frame. Um, totally another show, which I will be sharing. However, um, I had to learn that in the midst of me dealing with the grievance of that and learning about the seven stages, I then realized how the relationships that I had with other family members was affecting my grievance and in, in the process and who I am as a person altogether. So I went for one thing, but so many other doors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now like, I just view life totally different. Like I handle life totally different, you know, now don't, don't get it twisted now. You know, you put me in a situation, the old Tamara will come back. But I don't <laughs> like that Tamara. I don't like that mirror mirror, you know? Um, but you know, that's just the reality that I feel like if so many more people would seek out therapy or self, uh, life coaches or, you know, find a mentor, somebody who can help them open up those doors to deal with them and clean out those rooms. Cause a lot of us have rooms in our, your body is a house. Your house has multiple rooms. And what happens is when you don't deal with certain things, we push them in certain rooms and lock the door or we shove it under the rug. And after a while, years and years of that, it forms dust, it forms um, cloudiness, it forms um, emotions and different things that because you never went in this room and cleaned it out for spring cleaning or you never vacuumed that rug or picked it up to sweep from underneath it. You never have been able to fully expand your house and who you are the way that you need to because you still have clutter. Absolutely. And you have to deal with that clutter. It's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. And going back to what you said as far as habits, most people can form a habit. The hardest part is to break a habit. And it's even harder to form new habits because you have to deal with yourself in those two weeks. You can form a new habit in 14 days, which is two weeks. But the hardest part is doing it in those two weeks to make it a new habit. Right. And a lot of it is dealing with yourself. Staying consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Consistency has. Lord, let me tell you, that that has been on my vision board for years. (laughs) years honey okay me too consistency and one of the things girl my brother had to tell me one time he was like you keep praying for patience and then you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through because in order to gain it you have to go through things to teach it to you you can't just wake up like hey i got patience today (laughs) and i didn't understand that i did not understand that i keep learning that the whole way so now I'm just to the point where I'm like, Lord, I'm not even going to ask you for patience, right, bro? I'm just going to say, 
grant me the peace and the grace to get through this situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm so glad that you said that. Because here's my last question for you, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about all the reasons why people choose to leave relationships, right? Right. But what about the fact when so many people continuously give grace to someone and stay in the relationship? I I remember one time somebody saying to me, like, you give grace to all these people, but you will never give yourself grace. Ooh. Mm. And when I tell you, because I am my worst critic, I, I know I am. Me, I really me too. Am. And when I tell you that hit for me, like, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I, I give myself a lot of grace because I know like and when I really thought about it you know how you it'd be after the fact now you really it's still playing in your head you be like dang I don't I don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. and so what, what is your take on that like because a lot of times like I've, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself where you don't tell people certain things in your relationship because you know that you're probably going to stay with this person mm-hmm. you know that what's going to happen is if you share it with the wrong person even after y'all work through it or you choose to stay and forget about it, whatever, that other person's still going to be mad. Mm-hmm. That person's still going to be looking at you like, I don't know why you still with this sucker. Mm-hmm. And this go for male and female. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what, what is what is your take on that as far as people giving grace and relationships to other people, but not to themselves? Um, I think that that is a recipe for disaster because mm you will keep giving grace to to that person who continuously does the same things to you that you already know they're going to do. You know, you just hoping that this time will be different for whatever reason, because they might've apologized. They might've said they were sorry. They might've just, you know, y'all might've just gotten past it without a conversation and you just like, okay, we'll change behavior. And you just like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to give them grace. What you're doing is, number one, you teaching that person how to treat you. Mm. And number two, you are continuously battering yourself in an indirect way. Wow. Because you're allowing, you're continuously allowing this person to do whatever it is that they want to do. And you just giving them grace for it because you know you're not going to go nowhere. But at the same time, you are disregarding yourself. you disregarding your feelings. You're disregarding what you want. You're disregarding your, your own values. You're disregarding you. You're not loving you. Come on, in, preacher. Order me, in order for me to be... In order for me to be whole and to love you whole, I have to be whole. Mm. I can't I can't be everything for somebody else if I'm not everything for myself first. Come on now. So you just you literally you you literally you you slowly you slowly battering yourself. And what that does is that forms that forms anger, resentment um because it might not seem like you, you know, it, it, it closes up your throat chakra where you can't express yourself. You can't say how you really feel. And then that's another thing. All it does is it's festering. It's a, it's a festering. It's that door that you open up and you just keep throwing what they did in that little worm. You just throwing it in there and it's in there and you shut the door and you keep telling yourself, we good. 
I ain't going nowhere. We good. Yeah, yeah. This is how they are. So this is just what I'm gonna have to deal with. But not realizing that every day you're gonna keep walking past that door. Yeah. And the more you keep walking past that door, even if you try to avoid that door, all that icky stuff is gonna come out and it's gonna come out and it's gonna be so much that that that, that whole room is gonna explode. And when it finally explodes and it comes to a head, you gonna lose you gonna lose it in some way, shape, or form. And all that does is it develops, it develops, it develops, it develops, and I can't think of the word for it, but it just, it's, it's like you constantly beating on something. And it's, it's like, it's hard for me to come up with a metaphor for it, but Mentally, in your mind, somebody who just keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking like a bully. Somebody mm. keep bullying you, and you deal with it. You go to school. Eventually, you're going to get to the point where you're going to get tired of being bullied, and you're going to fight back. But when you do fight back, you're going to end up killing that person, and you didn't even mean to because, you know, you just wanted to fight back and finally defend yourself. But you didn't mm. even mean to take it that far. But it's just you've been taking so much and you're not giving yourself nothing in return. You're not getting anything. You're not getting nothing. It's a recipe yeah. for it's a recipe for disaster. And I feel I believe in my heart that you can set healthy boundaries in any type of relationship that has respect. When people can't respect your boundaries, and that's all that that is, is a, is a disrespect for boundaries because you don't have boundaries yourself because you're just giving them grace and letting them do whatever. That is not okay. Because eventually, by the time you do leave this person, at that point, you're going to be numb. Mm-hmm. And when you get numb, that's the worst place to be because you're not letting nothing in, but at the same thing, you're not letting nothing out. You don't feel anything. And when you get to the point when you don't have no feelings and you just numb, that's that's just digging a deeper hole than what than what need. And, and 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 like I said, I'm gonna say it again, that goes for family, that goes for friends, and that goes for your spouse, especially family, because you know, family feel like I'm your mother. And, you, you just go, you just gonna deal with it. No entitled. Yes, that entitlement, that sense of entitlement. Like I'm your mother, so you know, this is how it should be. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Especially when you like that's that just means you don't respect me as an adult. If you think that I'm just supposed to keep doing and dealing with whatever just because you're my mother. Mm-hmm. No, no, indeed. Yeah, it'd be family across the board. Yeah. Aunties, uncles, cousins. Absolutely. Especially that old, school, that old school mentality. Oh, yeah. Um, they feel like I'm older, so you're going to respect me. No, ma'am. If you don't yeah. respect me, you're not. No, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. That's a big one right there. That's a big one because they fail to realize you're now an adult. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you know, old school. They, they they constantly keep you in that mentality of a child. Absolutely. You know, no matter how how grown you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how much you do for them, they still look at you like a child. They don't respect you as an adult. So then it's just like at that point, you know, no ma'am. I'm not I, I don't have to deal with this. I'm I'm gonna choose not to. And you and 
and I, my, my family is old school. My parents are old school. My mother has that it's either my way or no way mentality. And she, she, she doesn't respect me as an adult, but I can never disrespect her. So I just respectfully leave the situation. But then it's just like, how long is that going to last? Right. You know, how long? And then I feel bad because I'm like, this is my mother. I should help her out. And no matter how much, no matter what she does to me, I still help her out. I'm still there. I still look out for her. I still make sure she's good. But yeah. I have to do it from a distance because if I don't, I'm going to lose it. And it's funny because not even to say, never transparent moment, not even to say that my mom is a toxic person because she's not. She's a dope mom. She's a dope woman. She'll give you the shirt off her back. She's a really good woman. However, she has that old school mentality of entitlement. And that narcissistic gaslighting attitude when she doesn't get what she wants. Mm. And little did I know that that is the type of men that I was attracting into my life. That's what you were used to being around. Exactly. That's how I was used to being treated. So to me, it was my normal. Mm. But then it's like, as I got older, it's like, no, I can't. This ain't it. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's that's this, real right there. That that is real right there. Yeah, this this ain't it. I got I got to go. I can't I can't. No, indeed, I I got to go. I, I, and then it's like when you get to that point where you realize that's what's happening. It's just like all right now. I got yeah. I got I got to get out of here. But people don't even realize that in some way, shape, or form, what you attracting is where you came from. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so real. That's so real. Because I definitely feel like I kind of did the same thing. At one point, and I say that now because I, the person, the relationship that I'm in now with my husband is the Tamara that did work on herself and is still doing work on herself. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things where I'm like, no, I'm, I, I don't have to deal with this. No, I'm not going to deal with this. Okay, let's find a compromise. You know what I mean? Um, I'm definitely a lot more boisterous. Um, because I remember in my past relationships, when I did start speaking up, they, I was being looked at like, what you speaking up for now? Like, we've been doing this. This wasn't an issue then, you know what I mean? And I, I learned that even in friendships and relationships with family members, um, that that's where I had to hold myself accountable, that I allowed this to go on for so long that now they're looking at me crazy because I'm like, no, wait, stop, hold on. You know what I mean? And... um. No, that's definitely it right there. Hello? That's definitely it. Can you hear me? Hello? Uh-oh, guys. It seems like we may be having some technical difficulty. Can you hear me? Hello? All right. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead while we have her. We're going to break out for okay. our sponsor of the day that sponsored this podcast. No, listen. You're good. You're good. Technology. <laughs> No, you're good. We just went ahead and definitely told the people about our sponsor uh, for this particular <laughs> episode. So, um, but yeah, um, I don't know what part you heard, but I was just sharing about the fact that we have to do better um, in reference to all relationships that we're in. Um, so I definitely, definitely appreciate that, that you, one, thank you again for the transparent moments. Like, I, I think that the reason, I'm not going to say I think, I, I, I send flowers to those who are able to come on here and be transparent. 
Um, and the reason that I say that is because it takes a lot to be vulnerable, number one, with one person. But when you know that multiple people may hear this, um, you know, that's a whole different level. But it also is appreciated because anytime we can live in our truth and be transparent and vulnerable, it helps someone else. Absolutely. Even if it's one person. So I do definitely want to ask you this. I always like to ask this last question before, you know, we go our separate ways or anything. Um, If there, out of this entire podcast, if there was one thing that you would truly want for someone to take from anything you said, what would that be? Um, It would be to literally love yourself first and um not even putting religion on it you know if you if you literally learn who the most high is and the sacrifices that he made to love you enough to give you grace every day you will understand the truest form of what love is but the main thing is literally learn who you are and love yourself set boundaries and relationships and live your best life unapologetically how you want to, but also learn the value of relationship because people, good people in your life can make your life so much better. It can make life worth living. Absolutely. And when you have good people around you, it, it it can it can add to your reasoning for waking up every day. You know what I mean? I believe yeah. one of the reasons why the suicide rate is so high is because people just feel so alone. Absolutely. Check yeah. on people. See how they doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, especially during this pandemic. Absolutely. But just love. Literally love yourself and value the relationship that you have with yourself and do the same thing with the people in your life and don't take no stuff that make you uncomfortable (laughs) absolutely absolutely Nina I thank you so 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 much for coming on here today with me and just sharing this um I really really appreciate you um and I just I love your transparency. I love every time we have conversations. It's always, I'm always left but walking away with feeling like um, we dug deeper into ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate that. I appreciate you allowing me to be open and vulnerable with you as well. Um, I appreciate you having me. And I appreciate you for, I appreciate you for allowing me to speak my truth and use my voice to help other people become better. Absolutely. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and close out here. As you know, I always do a question of the week. And this week's question for you to ask yourself is, do you give yourself the same grace that you give on to others? I really genuinely want you to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself that. Am I giving myself the same grace that I'm allowing others to have in my life? This is your girl, Mira Mira, and I appreciate you more and more. Catch you guys next time.
Looking in the Mirror is a weekly podcast that provides its listeners with a community space to expand their spirit, mind, and soul. Through the self-transparency of myself and others via open dialogue, it hits all aspects of life. You can expect candid discussions, stories, and interviews. My hope is by sharing my truth, it helps someone learn to love and live in theirs while building a community of positivity, inspiration, and support filled with love for all. Find me on all social media platforms at Looking in the Mirror. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app.